on today's episode of Homo Superior. I think I called that this was the White Hot Room, I think, in our the first issue where we saw that they were in a desert. So yeah. nice to see that uh, my prediction was correct. <laughs> uh, can, can, if, if I had a sound clip that said, Vindication! <laughs> I know. You know how, I, I hurt my arm like patting myself. On how my back. can I summarize Kaylin in one sound clip? Oh, it's that one. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, Brent is gay and Kaylin's gay and Cork is gay and Ryan's gay and Adam's gay. It's Homo Superior. Welcome to Homo Superior, where everyone is a friend of the pod, even you. <laughs> Issue 302. I'm Kaylin. I'm Clark. I'm Adam. And I'm Brent Wingate. This week, it's our favorite time of the year and possibly yours. We're kicking off with a spooky October and a frightfully bad game. <laughs> uh, some rumors are swirling about the MCU with respect to the Avengers and X-Men movies, and we're not talking about any of that because we're not doing that. <laughs> All right. <laughs> oh, God. Gods started this week, which we're also not reviewing, but we want to let you know what Jonathan Hickman is up to. Oh, thank God. <laughs> thank God. Say it right, but Clark. What are we doing? We're reviewing this week's <laughs> X-Comics, comics, and they are crispy fresh. Mm. Uh, plus, we've got plugs for your earbuds. So <laughs> what the fuck is an earbud? <laughs> like an earbud? Oh. Uh, yeah. Earbud. It doesn't. Ear- it works on half of a level. Well, no. Now <laughs> I do want uh, headphones that have like little butts on the outside instead of, or maybe on the inside. What, what but they give seen, little farts. I mean, there Look. are those. There are the headphone things where they're like. It looks like a butt plug because they've got that kind of like outward oh, conical shape yes. to yeah. like hold into your ears. Yes. Yeah, it I does. Yeah. All right. Should I get into some housekeeping? Sure. Let's do some housekeeping. All right. Housekeeping. Uh, we have a creator crush coming up. Steve Fox returned. Uh, talked to us about Dark X-Men. Adam and I got a chance to chat with him. He's so delightful. Just Wonderful. Just, I got a crush on him all over again. Would, you call, you, would you call this a creator crush two-point hoe? Yes. I would. Okay. <laughs> I would. I would, Brent. Yeah. You know I would. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but we talk, uh, obviously, about Dark X-Men, as I mentioned, but we also talked about his uh, un- X-Men Unlimited uh, comics, one of which we're going to review on today's podcast, mm-hmm. another one we're going to review in a future one. We talked about Web Weaver, who is the fabulous Spider-Man from another universe, uh, and then his uh, indi- independent comic, All Eight Eyes. Uh, it's very creepy. Yeah, I loved it. Perfect time uh, for a Halloween-based or you know, spooktacular conversation with a creator. Yeah, um, he's such a big fan of horror. We had so many good conversations, uh, and in fact, that's part of our game today. It's Spooky October, so that means we've got four weeks of spooktacular games, convos, discussions, and more. Today's Happy Spooky—that's what we're calling this <laughs> segment. Yes. Happy Spooky. Uh, by way of our just mentioned, did creator you go crush. to the Ryan Kroll school of naming things? That <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> was literally in the agenda. Why do we and I call said, it Happy Spooky? This sounds great. So it, Ryan must have wrote this. Thought of it said Happy Spooky because I was like, all right, I guess that's what everybody. Well, it wasn't on. me, and it wasn't Clark, and it wasn't Brett. Yeah. Um, so you know, it's we're doing it just by way of our creator crush with Steve Fox. You know, during it, we played a game called Creature Casting. Um, this is a game of monsters and mutants, and it's fairly simple. We're going to name a monster, and uh, I want you to tell me which mutant you think should be cast as that monster. Generally makes sense? Yes. Yeah, all right. For it. example, because our audience is much stupider than all three of you, <laughs> uh, we might say vampire, and you all might say... Dracula. Nosferatu. <laughs> <laughs> uh, <laughs> Lestat. Well, Wait. yeah, so let's run with So what are some mutants that you think could be cast as a vampire? 
It's a practice round. Uh, has Jubilee ever been a vampire? Ex- wow. <laughs> Jubilee. We tried to explain Jude Bloodley to Steve Fox and but it did not go well. Well, Adam stopped at Jew and he was like, what? <laughs> yeah. I was like, Adam, finish the sentence. Yeah, you gotta, yeah, it's a speed bump, not a stop. <laughs> Uh, but yeah, you have Jubilee, you'd have Bloodstorm, who obviously. Would fun, who would be a fun I think Wolverine. Vampire. Wolverine or one of the uh, Claude people like Fang or Laura. Da, yeah, yeah, Doc and Doc and Fang. Oh, yeah. I, think, like, I always think that Wolverine as a monster is always leaning into the rage stuff, but I do think Fang could be more composed. Oh, maybe like Aurora or uh, Northstar? Oh, yeah. I think they'd oh, be like they Oh, I can see like them being like very Anne Rice-y, like, Fancy yeah. vampires. Yeah, is a good vampire energy. I was thinking Beast just because he already has, like, all the Fang people already. Feral, Beast. I feel yeah. like Mr. Sinister would be a good Dracula. Mm. Yeah, he would. He's got the Visually, clock. he's on his way there. Spiky yeah. teeth. Yeah, he's pale face. Yeah. Uh, awesome. Well, so that was just the test round. Obviously, you're imposing monsters' characteristics on an existing X-Man. Uh, we found out in real time, actually, that Steve Fox had mapped the entire Dark X-Men team to creature feature royalty. Um, so that was like actually really cool. We came yeah. up with the game. He's like, "Oh, I already did this." But so we got some really amazing discussions with characters. Obviously, it's always really fun that. to play a game that someone else has already done. <laughs> <laughs> well, so to keep it fresh and interesting here, and also you know encourage you to listen to the uh, Steve Fox interview. Um, rather than doing classic creatures, we're gonna be looking at the biggest names to hit horror in the past few decades. Um, so are we ready to play? I'm yep. so fucking I ready. I might I might require you to tell me what the deal is with some of these. Because I don't know them all. Okay. Yeah. Well, we'll play around. You'll Let's, know most of You'll them. know this one to start with. Ghostface from Scream. I got a good one. Okay. Madrox the Multiple Man. Because there's always multiple ghost Ooh. faces. And so have somebody there to like stab people. And they're like, who is it? I oh, it's like Madrox. that. I like that he's also very tongue-in-cheek. He's always calling and making jokes. Mm, yeah. Right. He has to have a sense of humor for sure. And he th- I can see I don't, Iceman. Man. Yeah, Really? Well, because I'm thinking of who's like goofy. Because like I've only seen the first Scream, so I don't know what he's like in other. Well, it's different movies. people in H1. Yeah. Oh. But they, it's essentially always a, you know, they're always a bit more tongue in cheek, always a bit meta, will always talk shit, and they will also get pushed over a lot. <laughs> it's always a legacy character, too, so I can't think of a legacy mutant. You know what I'm saying? Somebody who's like taking on like. You know, like Johnny Walker became Captain America or Dick Grayson became Batman. Mm-hmm. It'd be interesting to find somebody as a mutant who took somebody else's, you know, code name or their guys. Rogue. <laughs> it's Rogue. <laughs> but how did Rogue do that? She stole powers. I don't know. That's yeah, different. She didn't, but she didn't steal the mantle of Rogue. Yeah. There we go. Uh, next one. Baba Duke. Who's that? Other than being a gay icon, can you <laughs> describe any characteristic he of Baba Duke? He's got big eyes. He lives in a storybook. Uh, wears a hat. Black and white. Yeah. To me, I think the weirdly gay icon, kind of ephemeral feel, makes me think Nightcrawler. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I, I don't see any. I don't like. It's also about depression. I think. <laughs> <laughs> yes, and really annoying children. <laughs> yeah. So Jubilee could fit this really well. <laughs> <But> she, <laughs> she would be the mother running from the Babadook. Yeah. yeah. Oh, oh. What Why about, can't you be normal? Right. What about uh, Tarot? Because uh, she's always making like cards and whatever's on a card come to life, right? Oh, and so she's like, instead, it's a it's a, a children's book, the Babadook, and so it's like her, like a little ward or 
familiar type creature. Tarot is good. Uh, another Hellion could be empath because of somebody who's manipulating emotions. emotions. And I so Babadook does that, like plays on kind of fear and depression. I was uh, just realized Chronicler would actually be very good since mm. he's literally writing stories. That's good. Yeah. Uh, let's do Norman Bates from Psycho. Norman Bates, quite famous for being a terrible depiction of trans people. Uh, what? That's the that's the reveal of the movie, by the way, <laughs> uh, is that he was so deranged because he believed he was a woman. And then they lock him away in jail. I believe it's his mother. No. What? He's obsessed with his mother, so it's Orphan yes. Maker. Orphan, orphan maker, maker and Nanny. Yeah, that like is that. a very good choice. Um, and I'm sorry that I ruined uh, uh, one of the oldest I, horror movies. I out just there. think you missed the point of that movie. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I, no, no, I think you guys. You only saw the sequel. You never saw the original. I think you guys watched the movie up until the murder, and then you turned it off. No, yeah. bitch. I've seen that whole movie yeah, several times. I've seen like three uh, of the three that he are, he stars. In. I I think it, had, it has a crazy fucking ending. Yeah. yeah. No, I mean, we Burkins know what the Norman. twist is. I don't know if it was necessarily. They didn't set up Norman Bates to be like this. I don't think anyone's also retconned Norman Bates to be like a trans icon. It's just like, I no. didn't say icon. But I, what I'm, saying I'm saying that they had a bad take. I agree that it's bad. <laughs> I want to make that clear. <laughs> I'm not the villain here. Uh, it's the past. Uh, I think this is probably an easy one. Jigsaw. Arcade? Yeah, that's where my head went. Yeah. I don't think anyone. Is there anybody else that does like heavy traps? Obviously, does a lot of um, video. What about uh, uh, the Shadow King? Okay. Um, uh, I could see that. That he's always doing like bad mind deals games with people. Yeah. Yeah, I could see that. You tear apart your mind. <laughs> um, <laughs> no, that's do. Let's do. Did find out because we talked about this before the podcast, Kaylin. It follows is a uh, monster was called the entity. So oh, it is. Would, yeah. So who would the entity? That's spoiling it. Yeah, that's okay. It's the movie seven years My old. My God, go <laughs> watch this years, fucking movie. Or eight years ago. I had a good one. I already one. read about it. <laughs> I had a good one. And oh, I it follows. I think about that new one that you guys watched last weekend. Oh, no, hell no. No, no. no that's that uh, one talk, to him. That's talk, oh, to me. talk to Me. Yeah, yeah it's yeah. another phrase that's boring. Yeah. <laughs> uh, it fo- it's uh, Proteus because he jumps in people's bodies. Yeah, Ooh. I was suggesting maybe Onslaught because he's like moving around psychically uh, and also fucking up people's shit. Shadow King could also fit that role. I guess there's a lot of great roles. Like, if we're going to cast this, I think we got great options. I'm trying to think of anyone. Because, like, also, the biggest thing with It Follows, though, is that it has to literally be on physically on top of you. Otherwise, it can't do anything. So I'm trying to think of, like, is there someone very deadly at But also, it, 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 like, the It Follows one has to deal with sex. And Onslaught was all about the babies. And Magneto the, having the, sex. the sex pod <laughs> Scenario for in like Krakoa where they're oh, like, oh, oh wow, it is That's I, a deep cut. such a funny yeah disconnect of like people that read when onslaught was religious around mm-hmm. that it's like it's oh, totally a, no it's a valid <laughs> right it's so random because we were all issue. like I was sort of like sex I was like what, <laughs> what? I'm like oh right I yeah. guess like he birthed the new Marvel <laughs> universe and I guess that was fr- like yeah <laughs> n- yeah. <laughs> That's amazing. I know stuff something. I have t- a of two uh, experiences. Um, all right. the Let's do a good one. Jaws. Who's Jaws? Mojo. It obviously is to be Shark Lady. What's her fucking name? Shark Girl. Shark Girl. <laughs> shark Girl. Well, now she's a Shark Lady and she's Jaws. She's a shark Woman. She's graduated. I feel like uh, Juggernaut could also fit that role of like this oh. massive, terrifying beast oh, that yeah. is kind of outside of without control. Who what about Scale Face? 
Who's Scaleface? Scaleface is one of the Morlocks. Uh, uh She was a big. Oh, she yes, wasn't yes, a yes, shark, yes, though. Yes, she yes. was just a giant. But she's in huge a sewer. No. That's perfect. Yeah, yeah exactly. The, they could do Jaws ten in New York. Sabretooth could also fit the somebody who's a predator who's just remorseless. Okay, I like that. I like maybe yeah. take it off. Eats land. you. He does. He loves eating people. Uh, what about Samara from The Ring? Oh, I mean, visually it's Celine-ish, but like dirty Celine. And much wetter. She's very wet. wet she likes it wet. Um, wet and scary. I what mean, if who would be coming through your TV? Who be seven so days. fucking petty? They give you seven days to try and I think get rid of like you. A, um, a, you know, these are crazed versions of characters. So like Psylocke, maybe. Uh, oh, which like Quan 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 Psylocke, yeah. Who is Japanese like too? That so. fits. Yeah. That's, that's good. That's good typecasting, Brent. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I, uh, okay. I <laughs> could do Lady Deathstrike. You know, Lady I'm Deathstrike <laughs> is actually great. Um, who? Let's see. I could see if if um if Nature Girl had her hair again, she oh, she'd that's be as good. wildly nice. fucked up as that's she's good. She's always coming out of oil wells. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. that is good. Yeah. That's actually perfect. Yeah, <laughs> yeah that's why it's a cosplay. You down, she'd be coming for you. I did for some reason as you were saying that I was thinking that Nature Girl would also be a great um. <laughs> Fatal Attraction, whatever the fuck Glenn Close's name. Yeah, is. Fatal Attraction. Fatal she's attraction. like telling Mother. She's <laughs> like telling Mother Earth, "I'm not gonna be ignored." She like pulls a <laughs> rabbit out of water. <laughs> she unboils a rabbit. Yeah. <laughs> uh, let's do Pinhead from Hellraiser. So I think Jumbo Carnation, <laughs> because yeah, explain what? this, baby. I think there's a lot of fashion and camp that has to go into the Hellraiser that like. It is about Kay. looks and the drama. I think it's Mr. Sinister, actually, to your I point. I was going to say, he fits pretty well in that. Somebody who is very high camp, very much, very queer-coded, just like Pinhead was, or a lot of the Cenobites were. Uh, and I can see some S&M-ish type shit. You're well, telling me that uh, Jumbo Carnation wouldn't be taking those pins and then like using them to on. put together a costume? No. I, <laughs> That's pretty good. The Sinister play works so well because I'm thinking of animated series Sinister. So all of the Cenobites are just, what is it, fucking... The Nasty Boys? Yeah, the Nasty Boys. Gorgeous <laughs> George. They're just like hovering around. One of them is like yeah. screaming the entire time. <laughs> Ruckus has a lot to say. <laughs> we have so much noise to show you. I uh, was thinking Belasco because last time we saw okay. him, he didn't have half of his skin, and he's this weird, fucked up demon guy. And I don't know. Belasco is a oh. very good villain. He yeah. could be a good Thamian, uh, Damian Thorne. For you could also have like well. Sim or uh, Neaster. Belasco like would be a good Candyman. You think so? Yeah. Any, any, of the, any of the demons that show up, like Nastra or whatever, Neaster. anyone that show yeah. up you when you like summon them. Well, and Candyman's like a revenge tale because that was one on the list as well. Like they always like, want, uh, they always want Limbo back. Oh, under their control. That. Yeah, that's true. Um, Hannibal Lecter. I'm I'm gonna feel bad for forgetting his name, but Mushroom Jenkins. <laughs> Cordyceps Jones. Cordyceps Jones. I mean, that's it's unfair to say that's such a ridiculous <laughs> guess given the actual name. Yeah, Mushroom uh, Jenkins. He's got, that's a real Iron John there. Uh, I would say the Executioner. Who's kind of a serial killer of mutants? Okay, I like that. Hunts him down. Oh wait, what about uh for Pinhead? Uh, Big Love. What's his name? Love Lovejoy. Oh, oh Brimstone Love. Brimstone Love. Love Brimstone. <laughs> Reverend Love Lovejoy. Lovejoy. <laughs> <laughs> uh, that guy fucking loves torture. That's a good one. Yeah. Uh, what about the thing? 
Ben Grimm. No, I'm kidding. Um, Mercury? Somebody who goes into people's bodies and Mercury's then takes over. <laughs> she is just like liquid metal and can like shapeshift. That's T-1000, baby. Oh, <laughs> sorry. I forgot. This is I was confusing. <laughs> I was confusing the X-Men <laughs> for Terminator 2. <laughs> Uh, but the, isn't like the thing your favorite movie or one of your favorite horror movies? It sure is one of my favorite movies. Yeah. Well, wha- I mean, what Zero fucking looks like the thing at least in this. A little bit. X-Men Zero would be good. Um, maybe could be a bad multiple, but transform multiple man because that's go. also what happens to him. I was thinking uh, like since it's an alien, maybe like some like somebody the Brood or something. Mm. The Brood, I mean, which is I mean a xenomorph, obviously more from Alien. Well, or I forgot what happens at the end of the thing. They uh, at uh, the, stand at off at the thing in the thing. Yeah, yeah. what is the thing? I yeah, Brian, you love the thing so much. So tell uh, us. Uh, an ice Angela Bassett. Scientists are in Antarctica, yeah. and there's a dog that appears that is actually yeah. this alien that shapeshifts. It convert mm-hmm. turns into them one by one, picking them off, and then at the end they burn down the facility. Two yeah. are left: Kurt Russell and I can't remember the other guy's name, but uh, he's very famous for it. Keith. Something. Sounds right, yeah. Uh, and uh, you're left to wonder if one of them is, is the, the thing. thing. Mm. <laughs> and the answer is yes, one of them is the thing. It's not <laughs> Kurt Russell because you can see Kurt Russell's breath. Uh-oh. Um, uh, so who is it? I, I think that maybe this is going to be a weird choice, but like a Legion. What? Like that, like a, you have like a uh, John Carpenter Cronenberg Legion that's like lost control of his powers and his his actual physical body. Well, I thought about this as I was writing it. Mimic. Oh, I was saying the Phalanx. <laughs> oh, yeah, that could be good too. <laughs> but Mimic would be great. Oh, I like Mimic's the a great idea, actually. Or Mystique, or like something where they've obviously lost themselves in some capacity. Yeah. Uh, let's do Chucky. Oh my God! Um, Who's Chucky? It's, it's a doll of arcade. I think. <laughs> what about those little Russian dolls that you like cut? You cut them in half and then in two. Oh, oh yeah, 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 from X Force. Yeah, get, get smaller and smaller. That's yeah. a good pull. Um, any other big ones? Are we missing any? I mean, we're missing a ton. I can go through more. Yeah. Um, any ones that you want to hit on? I mean, I always love Misery and Annie Wilkes. Um, Booth. Yes, Annie Wilkes Booth. Yes, <laughs> great granddaughter. Who killed Lincoln? Brand yeah. your little daddy, buddy. <laughs> um, but I couldn't think of who. Oh she yeah, that's what I was gonna say. What? I thought that was right for the thing. The Warwolves. Oh, oh that's good. good Warwolves is really oh, good. Yeah. They like, change Shake their bodies shaft. and yeah, like yeah, that. they're and they're like really unsettling. At least in mm-hmm. the early Excalibur stuff. But not big baby or whatever the fuck. Beautiful baby, what like? Oh yeah, her dumb precious baby or whatever. <laughs> stupid, uh, amazing baby. I hate whatever. It's all, they're all terrible. Yeah, it's a. But bad. wait, okay. So somehow, somehow we had shade. Great name, lost gimmick. Also great name, but faint isn't okay. Amazing baby, terrible name has stuck around somehow. <laughs> Why the fuck is it still being used? Yeah. Who's Annie Wilkes? Or like, who would be misery? Um, Gosh, I don't know. See, that I, I regret saying it when I brought it up. Oh, I was going to say, <laughs> I think, so I'm playing off the Chronicler. That's, it's, it's actually. It's Yeah, I was going to say, exactly. It's Rasputin. Yeah, you and I both came to the same I conclusion. I love it. This yeah. is not how the book's supposed to end, uh, Chronicler. Uh, oh, what the, I'm sorry. Did you see the Roseanne S- the parody, the SNL parody? So good. It's so good with Dana Carvey. As I the, thought you were going to reference the, uh, the Snatch Game. <laughs> Uh, that someone did of Annie Wilkes. Oh, oh no! It was, yeah, yeah, it was fucking um. God, she ba- bag of chips. It yes. was incredible. That's why I was right. The you little daddy, but they read fucking Guru RuPaul's book. Yes, <laughs> this is perfect. not how it's supposed to be. This is full of sin. So perfect. Uh, I was talking about the one where like Dana Carvey stopped doing the church lady 
and then go gets into an accident and it's uh Roseanne Barr as the as Annie Wilkes. Oh, that's and it's really like good. you've gotta do church lady and she finds out oh, that it's, she's not I doing it yeah. or he's not doing it anymore and like just goes on a fucking rampage. That's oh great. Gosh. Yeah. Um well let's do some big ones uh on the slasher side. So Michael Myers. Ooh. Michael Myers, so just silent, kind of quiet. Uh, that would be a colossus, in my opinion. Oh, that's, that's a good one. I mean, he literally killed fucking purple ladies yeah. the exact same way Michael Myers killed his sister. So. There you go. That's a good one. Uh, hey, what? Can I ask a... I know this is a digression, but we were talking about it today, how they made Halloween, and there was the scene where, at the end, Jamie Lee Curtis looks out the window, and... Michael Myers is gone. Like he was, he fell. And oh yeah, the first one. Yeah. yeah, the very first one. Seventeen shots. When in. did like what is he? Is he like supernatural now? Like what is we, he? We don't get into this. Yeah. Which universe? Are you There's talking three about? different, yeah. like three different plot, like plot threads or time threads now. And in the first rev of it, he was because then he there was a whole cult dedicated to him. Well, th- that yeah, that was one through six. Right, exactly. Three, then when they reset yeah. it, he. He are you one two H two O? He didn't have any. Didn't have are any. you an Halloween historian? <laughs> <laughs> I do love Halloween. I didn't like the last. And then the most recent one, they basically started him with nothing since they it was just off of the first movie. Right. And then and they sort of the said yeah. he kind of had something like that. Was it got very murky? I I think keeping it ambiguous is the best way to go. Yeah. Um. You know. So it's. Yeah, I rather than explaining it, like the more you explain something, like the worse it gets. It's like yeah, evil dies tonight is one of the worst like fucking phrases ever uttered in a movie. What is? Oh, evil, evil dies, dies tonight. tonight. Yeah, because there's that. I know there was a scene in one of the later movies it where they like literally bring him his mask, and all the people in the insane asylum start going yes. crazy. Oh, so that, that we didn't even talk about Rob Zombie's ones, which I don't. Oh nobody God, fucking there's watches four. Those. You're right. Oh <laughs> God. Don't even don't even think about and Halloween. Now, and now there's a, they're they're doing new ones. They're gonna oh. do ones unrelated to the last round. Jesus. Oh Christ. my God. Halloween three is the most insane one because it has nothing to do with Michael Myers. Oh, it, the has witches. To do with, it has to do with this like crazy company where like kids wear these masks and become like little demons or little like slaves to the witches. It's a really depressing ending because like it they don't really tell you because the corporation the still wins. <laughs> yeah, right. Yeah. No, but it's basically <laughs> what happened. It's very eighties. Um, what about? Jason Voorhees, not his mother. Oh, Boo. oh, you know what? I do think that one would be a good candidate for nanny and orphan maker because in the mm, first movie it was the yes. mother that was really responsible for all those. Mm-hmm. Oh, wow. Way to choice. steal my idea, thanks, Brent. I really cribbed it. There are <laughs> other mommy, mommy child couples. <laughs> Classic mommy child couple. <laughs> what other mommy child couples do you all know about Ooh. that we could use on this? I think Emma Frost maybe would be another good one for Jason. Crazy. Uh, well, yeah, for Jason's mother. Oh, <laughs> I could see it's and I could, is well, Jason. I could see Legion, yeah. <laughs> Legion, and Professor X. Oh yeah, I could see like oh, yeah. gender swap. Oh, and that. then later that Jason, the real Jason. Legion, goes on a killing spree. Yeah, yes. Legion's or it's Mystique and Rogue. <laughs> there we go. Uh, what about Freddy? Not Wolverine. Definitely Shadow King. Death Strike. That's oh yeah. Good uh, visual effects. I, I think Shadow King is the right one. It's Comes in your dreams. Yeah. Honey, I always come. <laughs> I realized dreams. I didn't have anything else to say, so I just said, "Yeah." yeah. <laughs> it was so sarcastic. Uh, Pennywise, <sighs> the Joker. I don't know. Um, actually, that's Mister Sinister to me. So, other and than the Shadow King. other than having a giant forehead, what is? Uh, he, it's like an eldritch being. So, like space, like v- much more time, dimension, space power than you. Because I get Morlock vibes from the fact that he hangs out in the sewers. 
It's the covered in scorpions lady from the cartoon <laughs> show. <laughs> it's mask. But it is though, right? Because she was always the like she did convince G. Like yeah, I'd be like, mommy, what are they doing? Oh, uh, what about um, uh, what's her name? She works in dreams. She has a bow and arrow. I can't remember her name. She's a new mutant. Mirage. Uh, Moonstar slash Moonstar. Mirage. Yeah, Mirage. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, I think she would be That'd good. Be Pennywise. Good. I like that. That's um, a weird. That's a weird pull. Because doesn't he doesn't he do nightmare stuff? Like yeah, he makes your nightmares come true. That's why like Shadow King is another. I mean, Shadow King is being used a lot, but I think he's the right fit for him. Uh, like Farouk. So other than yes. forgetting the name, Dreams. mine was better. Ah, uh, uh, big. <laughs> let's do one more. Predator. Ooh. Left field. Oh, uh, Mojo. <laughs> he's he's hunting for good ratings. Oh my gosh, uh, Predator! That I could see as executioner because there's all it's something about gadgets and gadgets and gadgets and gadgets. Gunpla plenty. What uh, about those g- g- Galador g- gladiators of Galador, the robot knights? Knights. Oh, oh yeah. the space knights. Yeah, yeah I was actually thinking sad. of an Imperial Guard person though. Like yeah. space is maybe the right way to go. Maybe. Um, well, like what's a uh, gladiator would kind of work? They obviously would change the outfit, but like he has laser eyes. I he was going to say a dire wraith. Ooh. Who's that? What are those? They're, those are they're really creepy aliens. They were like an offshoot of the Skrulls. Oh, very cool. All right. Well, that's I been it. I think. Um, <laughs> now you you're thought gonna, it was dead, Clark's, but Clark's, he came back. Clark has been writing 10 see, pages of no, notes, I, and now I, he's going to no, go through all I, of the I just want to see Dazzler as um, the Phantom of the Opera. Ah. <laughs> just go full, like, fucked full up disco. face. Goes fucking bum, crazy. Bum, 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 bum. Yeah. I but it's the that. disco version uh, of that. I love it. Well, that's happy spooky. Yeah, happy spooky. Happy spooky. If you've got good casting. For just monsters and bears, just tweet at Caitlin. Sound it up. If you also have interesting questions or things that you want us to do for Happy Spooky, just tell us. Slide Are we really keeping that name, Happy Spooky? Well, Mitch. that's that's for this game. No, obviously. it's Happy Spooky every for the whole month. <laughs> okay. Happy Spooky. This <laughs> game was creator, uh, creator crush, and cre- then when it hits creature <laughs> casting, when it hits November, it'll be Happy Spoopsy. Spoopsy, exactly. <laughs> the no, Halloween no, no. never dies. No, no, no. It's Merry Spoopsy. They don't celebrate it in England. Oh, fair enough. All right, let's get on to some issues. Our weekly recap of all things X. This week we have X Men number twenty-seven, Immortal X Men number sixteen, X Force number forty-five, and as a special treat because you've been such great listeners we are giving you x-men unlimited infinity comic number 100 through 105 which we talked to steve fox listen to this creator crush this uh, one's this, this one week. yeah this one's special so you better be fucking grateful listeners. <laughs> <laughs> this one's for you uh, none of us wanted to do this <laughs> and i want to emphasize that in case steve is listening none of us but we knew you needed it all right, let's get into X-Men number 27. Jerry Duggan, Phil Noto. Shadowcat infiltrates an Orcus rehabilitation center. Good news. Jugs is alive. Bad news. Stasis wants him dead, and Cyclops is a walking bomb. Elsewhere, Rasputin 4 head, leads a road trip to the Fantastic Four to figure out how to mask the X-Gene for... Uh, Rasputin's the MVP of this book now because just her interaction with the Fantastic Four, mm-hmm. perfection. I loved how none of them could give two fucks about anything that was happening. They were all just like so perfectly rude and upset because obviously they should be. And I didn't, I started reading, actually going back and reading the Fantastic Four series that started last fall. I didn't get to why they were exiled. I know there was like a big explosion because of course, this is like the year of suffering for every fucking hero that there's yeah. some crater in they some random city. Made entire city block vanish, including their kids. That's what I, I mean. I they like kind of hinted at that, and then I was like, oh, I'd love to see what that actually means and does. 
I just loved how they were very they were upset but also kind of nonchalant. It's like, yeah, we've seen this before. Oh, great, the X Men are here. Right. Oh, this person who might be from the future. Cool. Oh, it's five actual like it's a chimera of five mutants. That's very interesting. <laughs> huh. I did think it was interesting that they put some governors on the amount of power that Rasputin has. I like that. Yes. Yep. All right. She's got powers, but they're at different levels. That's great. And she's not invincible. All they had to do was put that at the end of fucking Secret Invasion, and we would have been fine. And they didn't. And that's why we're upset. That's not oh, the only reason God. why we're upset. <laughs> um, I also did think, you know, we've talked about her personality and how little there is has been so far yeah this is like a great i want to see more of this 100%. it's not quite the same as laura uh, uh x23 yeah but i do like that she is she is so powerful she is disinterested in any bullshit anyone else has got going yeah on. well and there's still like a little naive ate aloofness kind of, of that she's just from the future so either people are like heroes she's also playing somewhat stupid so i i i i agree 100 that it's like she's still like She's got a hard-ass personality, but it's different than pretty much any in-play hard-ass right now. She feels very much like a Rick and Morty character Yeah, like, one of the better episodes, especially, I think, the one where, like, Jerry's dating the the huntress. It's like, yes. like tonight we hunt, and for tomorrow we hunt. Yes. I'm like, okay, girl, <laughs> calm down. No, I, I loved it. Um, uh, what, what did you guys make of the statement... Uh, that the Fantastic Four, like the mutants, always operated the best with their backs to the wall. I think that's just a heroic statement. Yeah. It's just it's just like, hey, it's like when we when when the going gets tough, the tough gets going, that kind of bullshit. You know, know you have to think, it bothered me a little bit. I think you have to think about the Fantastic Four as a four. If you think about Reed Richards, that's not true. Because he's the one that always causes all the fucking problems. But like if you think about when like, because what Human Torch had that entire experience where he was like locked out in some fucking other world universe and then fought the negative. Back. Yeah, exactly. So, and then yeah. came back, and then like Sue Storms had a bunch of shit happen. Thing like I think I appreciate the overall, but I think I I also had that same reaction where I was like, you're not fuck you. Yeah, like, maybe it's maybe it's because I'm so queer radicalized on the X Men that it <laughs> felt like oh this nuclear white family has has struggled well, it's like problems. Richard being it's like Reed Richards being like a CEO and be like diversity is so important to the Fantastic Four we have an orange guy he's uh Will Ferrell in the Barbie movie yes. it's like we need this yeah. but oh, this entire boardroom is white people white men specifically exactly um what about this infiltration of the Trask Rehabilitation Center oh, love and lots Kate. of discoveries yeah Kate's uh Conversation with uh, Jugs was really good, and it's like it's not so simple to just, you know, break out Cyclops and even break out Juggernaut. Like if she does that, like he will, like Cyclops will blow up. His eyes being shown shut mm-hmm. is very disturbing to me, and I don't like it being on the cover of this comic. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, mission accomplished, right? I mean, theoretically, he could just still open his eyelids, right? I don't know. You could force your way your eyelids open. And tear through. Maybe them. it's Ruby Quartz thread. That's gonna be our. Oh, that's interesting. That's idea. gonna be next week's happy spooky. We're gonna, We're gonna staple your eyes your shut, eyelids and shot and see if you can open. No, no, no. Them it'll up. be Ryan Crawl. So he came up with happy it's spooky. It's the newest challenge. Open your eyelids, sealed shut. Oh my god! Ironically, you, it uh, helps his eyesight. Um, go ahead. If you were Juggernaut, would you ever want to be on the X Men again after literally getting the shit kicked out of you? What else is he gonna times? do? Yeah. 
See, go hang He's out. With gonna some die, so so stasis can become <laughs> what is jugger jugger sinister or the fuck he called it. Oh yeah. I mean, between this and uh, the X Men uh, Infinity comic, I feel like Juggernaut's been having a good week. Like, I like this characterization of he is really st- in this despite all the conflicts he's had with Charles in the past. Yeah. I like that. Any other thoughts on X-Men 27? No. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Did let's it get- not bring a fucking tear to your eye when Kate said, you're an X-Men. I don't care. Oh, yeah. Like, oh, it was that, very that good. Was like he, everyone. That he X-Men. wanted it and that was resisted. And then when it happens to him, everyone gets cut in half. And yeah. then someone says, doesn't matter. You're still an X-Men. They're doing, yeah. I mean, they already, I thought I thought Legion of X and a bunch of the other stuff in the Krakoa eras did a, have done a great job rehabilitating his character. It's interesting because, like, he is, it's going to be hard to turn him ever again unless something completely drastic No, happens. it'll be easy. This is the second time they've turned him all the way good, and then they've brought him back again. Well, that's what I'm saying. Like, I, now that yeah, I'm on this, this time, time, it'll stick. <laughs> well, now I'll be up. Now I'm saying I'll be upset because I didn't know that. Because now I'm I was reading, already yeah. annoyed the, t- the time before the where time. they turned him bad. What, did they, what happened? What did they make him do? Like, he why lost did he... his powers, and then Colossus got his powers. Well, okay. he actually was kind of a dick before. I mean, he stopped being good when during the Excalibur run that was terrible. That oh, was right. Fun. The Claremont Then did. they just ignored him for a while. Then yeah. he was bad. Then he lost his powers. Then he was bad again. And then he was kind of okay in the middle. And then this happened. Yeah. He works better as like a reformed villain. He just does. He's just too, he's too oafish for as like a like like a big bad for the X Men. Yeah, me. nothing stops him. Yeah, uh, Immortal X Men number sixteen, Karen Gillan and Lucas Wernock. Mother Righteous continues to help the exiled mutants, but runs afoul of destiny. Hope and the others discover what the desert really is, and back on Krakoa, Xavier makes a startling discovery about himself. In the plus column for Destiny and for the writing of this, I think the scene with Exodus, Hope, and Destiny where they apologize to each other was, I think, very nice dialogue to just see. Yeah. That you've actually got people who realize, hey, maybe we're getting a little hot-headed. It feels more normal than people just fighting with each other and then storming off and not really solving any problems. Agreed. It's a nice nice character journey for all the characters. negative column is fucking hope will be careful when you're away watch her not literally but you know hope stop bringing up that destiny's blind she will not <laughs> stop mentioning it uh hope she, is kind of a bitch destiny, that's the reason why destiny fucking knows she cannot see physically yeah. stop mm-hmm. it <laughs> i uh i think i called that this was the white hot room i think in our the first issue where we saw that they were in a desert so yeah. nice to see that uh my prediction was correct <laughs> <laughs> uh, can, 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 if, if I had a sound clip that said vindication, <laughs> I know, you know how, I, I hurt my arm like patting myself. On how my back. can I summarize Kaylin in one sound clip? Oh, it's that one. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that's great. Uh, that's true. If we if we had any producers on the show, we would sound clip that. Um, did you guys like the uh, the hope uh, thanking Mother Righteous on her her way into that? She room? was like, I guess we got to thank you. I, I thought that was I a like. S- I, everyone's point, playing. Uh, playing to their characters and but also playing well in the sandbox together which i appreciate like it's not everything feels uneasy but in a good way where it's not them hemming and hawing about like i don't trust her i don't trust you i don't well i'll trust this person it's just them all existing and like an interesting uh murky state yeah um can we talk a little bit about the um sebastian shaw celine professor x yeah part of the storyline um i really loved how professor x basically 
made a deal with Sebastian Shaw. I will give you all what you need to take back the Hellfire Club. Just go away for right now. You can deal with me later. Yeah. It is such a, it's a smart little strategy to like just be able to, you know, get him away. But how smart of a strategy is it? Because it's, I mean, if it, those really are access codes to Hellfire Club stuff, aren't they going to really dick over the arm uh, that is working through the Hellfire Club to try and benefit things? And if if it's just a delay tactic, it's just a delay tactic. Well, Xavier doesn't know, doesn't fully know. I think what's going on. He does. He got oh, it he from. Does. He got it from Emma. Oh, off of the download. Yeah. So. Oh, that's uh, right. I'm sorry. Yeah, he pulled the coach from. There. I think he realized that like. I think he's seen the long game that Wilson Fisk, even though he is my ally today, could very well cause problems for us down the road. Let them fight it out for the Hellfire Club, and I'm going to try to like lick my wounds and yeah, try to try I, to like yeah. I see it as a helping situation, like not helping, but like a long-term helping situation because obviously they're playing up on the side in Iron Man and uh, where Emma's involved, the fact that Wilson's basically putting everybody under his thumb. So unless that shows up. They don't really have any recourse. I guess an enemy of my enemy type thing. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, and it's also like, at the end of the day, Sebastian Shaw is a mutant, an untrusty, untrustworthy one. Hu- uh, Wilson Fisk is an untrustworthy human. human. So there's a little bit of that. So like, he doesn't necessarily have Krakoa's best interest at heart. Neither does Shaw, but at least there's a little bit of like the mutant part of him that he can trust more. I don't know. I've been happy post the gala that Xavier is they're sort of resetting the character a little bit but we also find out at the end of this that he is still sinisterized so what the fuck is that about dun 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 that's how we killed those orca soldiers I know I hated this issue go on just like the last one I don't Mother Righteous has in order for her to work everyone else has to be so bone dry stupid that I, I just don't I don't like what's happened with this entire storyline. Also, why the fuck doesn't Hope know what the white hot room is? Like that that should be uh, she was almost the phoenix. Everyone else was the phoenix. They should all, that's one of the f- few things she should know. If she's hanging out with Jean ever, she should know that's a thing. I'm just trying it to makes remember zero sense. I'm trying to remember when that white hot room would have made it into like got made it into like that dialogue. What dialogue? Meaning, like, like would where would where where Jean would have talked about it? Because Jean entered it, and I mean, she was killed, you know, at the end of Grant Morrison's run. Went to the White Hot Room, and then was resurrected like fifteen years later. Did Jean mention it to the other mutants, even to the Phoenix Five? She, she, she's also has has had to resurrect Jean multiple times before. Wouldn't she know enough of the information already? It's Unle- unforgivable. Unless, unforgivable. Unless Gene is, I, I mean, Gene's a telepath. She could have blocked that it information. Could be unfor- yeah, I was like, it could be unforgivable for you. I don't know. And really also, the other the area, the other main area I think of recently knowing about the White Hot Room is that's where we extract Mysterium. Yeah, Mysterium. From. See, but I assume, should know all I assume this. that was a secret project. This. That I think that's like only like a few people yeah, know that. Only not, a few people, not even know. like everybody in the Quiet Council. If everybody fucking anybody. knew that, then they would be figuring out who to kidnap and figure out how to get in to get the Mysterium. Yeah, I, she I, should have gleaned all this shit from somewhere. I mean, if there is a if there's a panel somewhere or a story that like does that, but if it's yeah. a half an off panel, I'm willing to. This to is believe too it. big of information to not be aware of. All right, so how do you feel about the the still possibly sinister Charles? I that I don't know. Sure, okay. I did think it was interesting. He said, I did not kill them. Mm-hmm. My assumption was I that did I did not kill them. <laughs> <laughs> uh, oh, hi, Mark. <laughs> uh, that he made them kill each other was my presumption. Um, 
I think it's Sinister's influence. That's like the way he expressed incredulous. Right, but he didn't like start tearing open limbs and shit. He just became the evil version of, or the sinisterized version of Xavier. So what, is he just just like blacking out and going into his sinisterized version and doing horrible things? Where is Sinister? Is he Uh, still still down there? I think he's in the the last one. Everyone else is... (laughs) <laughs> yeah, the pit. Who's the la- is it just he and Doug down there now? I think so. Yeah. Yeah, because like, all the other Everyone boats left. Evacuated. They're going to have to get out at some point. Well, I'm sure that's how this will connect in. Yeah. Um, I don't think that all these people are like... I, there seems to be, in my mind, a very uneasy... Like, I appreciate what you're saying about the trust of Mother Righteous, but like, she also did show up and give them a bunch of shit. So it's like, you're... You're gonna like not look a gift horse in the mouth. I, I just think they're like they're. I mean, not to use what we talked about for the X Men with the Fantastic Four, but their backs are literally the wall. So they're like, this person is coming and giving us some level of salvation. I don't completely trust her, but she's not Orcus. I don't know. And the w- the I kind of agree. Like they should be suspicious of everyone who just shows up, no matter what. But I do think that they couldn't possibly appreciate the level of danger that Mother Righteous presents when. Her power is granted by you saying thank you to her. <laughs> that's yeah. something that's like really hard to fucking avoid. Yeah, I I do see Clark's point of view a little bit. She's a little too, I hate using this term, but she's a little too Mary Sue of a character. She's a little bit like I can see, and this is what happened in the last issue when she made that dumb joke about Margaret Thatcher. It's like Karen is like using his like sassy side mm-hmm. to like basically have her g- give her the best dialogue because she's. You know, such a she's like that character. There, it's it's power creep in the sense that they have to do so much to whoever this new person is has to be so perfect, at least in their first introduction, such that everyone goes, "Wow, that character is like but smart." Aren't you, yeah, aren't you though. just like immediately suspicious when someone comes into your life and they're like instantly amazing at everything? They're really charming and they're really nice, and you're like, "I don't trust that fucking person." That's exactly what happens to me when I wake up and look in a mirror every day. What? What? I just look at it. I go. That no, wait, amazing. wait. Explain that. I and then you then you say you don't, I say, trust, I don't trust. I don't person. trust this. It's just a bad joke. Yeah. You're like mother. <laughs> I just want to sit in that for a minute. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> this is my white hot room. <laughs> yeah. I'm just glad that did not turn out to be a cu- apocalypse because I was not interested in that. Oh movie. yeah, yeah. They, yes. That was not going to be that. The, the second we saw him on that last panel, I was like, that better not be the it, real fucking apocalypse. It made the plot more interesting to me to oh, know yeah. they're just dealing with all their demons. Oh. I thought it was a cool yeah, twist yeah, yeah. of what the fuck is happening here. So then that this is happening concurrently with what Louis Simonson's doing with Jean Grey. I loved right? that. Yeah, because they show the... Cr- I mean, obviously it wasn't the same. Which is Jean, really fucking cool. That crossover was so fucking good. I yeah. love that reference. Yeah. Um, anything else on Immortal? No. Let's so I- is it possible oh, that this, is an e- this Jean Grey isn't even here? That this is just like a physical manifestation that like... Like maybe she's not. She is also not in the white room, but she's in some abstract place. Or maybe and there's like a physical. Maybe the white hot room is just her. You know what I'm saying? Like she's turned into the white hot room. Yeah, that's another way of looking. Oh at it. yeah, I could see that. Oh, because like right, she would be. That's actually probably a good explanation of the like she's been using her power to also hold this together. Like maybe there was something that she did when she died that did all this stuff. So I'd be interesting to see what they do. Uh, let's do X-Force number 45, Benjamin Percy, Robert Gill. Sage and Domino visit Doctor Strange for more info on the stolen ring from last issue. Rasputin plans an Orcus infiltration, but the Chronicler has other plans. Great fucking issue. I really enjoyed it. I think it is a very smart culmination of, um, uh, like, the, uh, what's the writer's name again? The Chronicler? Yes. The Chronicler and Mikhail storyline. I like the 
the turn, the betrayal, that worked so well for me, as does Domino and Sage's little side adventures mm-hmm. to try to get, like, like Deadpool's like, I'm fucking off with the Avengers. And then they <laughs> go to, like, they scene. go to, like, the Sanctum Sanctorum, you know, Doctor Strange. I, all of it just really worked for me. I think I would have liked one more issue before the turn with the Chronicler. Because I did feel like the last issue, he was basically saying, hey, this might not be a good idea because when you're trying to tune to someone, it's, you know, there's yeah. a lot of different reasons why this can go wrong. And that for all of a sudden in the next issue that it immediately flips. I, I kind of liked would have liked a little bit more of this, like, who is playing games with who uh, type triple on t- uh, triple agent Thank you. No, I, I agree. I, I would have I only because I also loved the idea of having a flipped agent inside of Orcus. Like they could have done some a little bit of hand wringing and like spaced it out a little bit more. So <laughs> it was so quick. I know, but it's I appreciate like there's pro- hopefully the stuff that comes afterward is more interesting, which is why I'm like I'm well, glad they're moving it along. It it was an interesting story that lasted so long with so little going forward. Now they're just gonna throw it all. <laughs> yeah, okay, exactly. it's done. We wasted our time between these well, parts with less interesting well, things. Like, well, ghost calendar and shit like that. Because, of of course, with the timing, like they're, I assume X-Force only has the yeah. same four to five issues to get through the exact same content that the other you know, one-shot series are. I will say I'm just – I know we have ridden the Benjamin Percy train up and down. Um, for quite some time. Uh, I meant that. Mm-hmm. So like, I said, yeah. like I said what I said. Shoot, shoot. Yeah. <laughs> but – but I, I'm just, I'm so glad that it, a, it's a series. Any series has been able to go this long, and b, that it's also this series because I think they have done such great stuff in weaving storylines together. And it, it's like you were saying, yeah. it feels very old school. Like just that whole comeuppance for Rasputin, like it really has been building for issues and months and da da da. Which is so. why I think I was okay with there not being another issue of it. It like the plot line's been simmering for so yeah. long that like finally seeing something shift really shift i think worked for me i there is a part i still like which is the opportunism uh if you've got you know a chance to kill mikhail yeah take it yeah um Uh, and also the character that's introduced in this issue uh, i think her name is june is that like the the one that the chronicler like like i i just loved her backstory she's like i hate mutants because my parents were killed you know like you know, uh, and what is like a like a byline? Like, oh yeah, mutants attack this town. Yeah, and they ki- they were killed. It's like, yeah, that was someone's real life that was fucked up. And and it just shows like how like an organization like Orcus like uh, reflects the real world of like you know people who are I radicalized. Like thinking about the Proud Boys, you know, or any like neo Nazi group yeah. that like is like recruiting people. It's like they look for you know uh, people who are showing you know, any kind of animosity towards a group like online or on social media or whatever. Yeah. Does Deadpool have any personality other than being like kind of jokestery? Cause it did seem really like a dick move for him to go. I'm in the Avengers now. I can't help you. Every day I wake up and look in the mirror and ask myself the same <laughs> thing. Can we record that clip for Adam? Yeah. Cause that's, a, that's the quintessential Adam. <laughs> Let's do a quintessential Brent and quintessential Clark. <laughs> Before yeah. the end of this yeah. episode. Um, I think, I mean, he's definitely, he's like Bugs Bunny with a little bit of pathos. But what I'm saying is like this. No, I know what you're saying. Okay. I'm kidding. Go ahead. Sorry. That's weirdly <laughs> no, you, you, t- you tell me what I'm saying. <laughs> no, no, no. I was just joking. Well, it's just that it seems weird that he is generally like at least affable. Like he is, he would try and help, 
even if it's like in a ridiculous, ridiculous and unhelpful way, mm, uh, that it seemed mer- kind of like a dick move. Oh, I think it's mercenary blood. Yeah. Like that, you're again. I think it's probably just the time you've had with the character because that's like he's specifically has always been built of highest bidder. And I think in lot we just read obviously um, the longer like run that he had for his own series. And I think they they put a lot more human in that. But like on a day to day basis, like this is who the character is at least far. I mean, I yeah, he's just like I got a better deal. I'm like on a real team now. Mm-hmm. I don't need X Force anymore. I think it's very very much in character for him. All right. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, I like I like him better in this than I do in his like, the Alyssa Wong series. Seri- yeah, series. Yeah. It didn't feel like him. Well, it also he works better in a team setting. Yeah. You know, he needs he needs foils. Anything uh, else in X Force? No. Let's get into X Men Unlimited Infinity Comic number 100 through 105. Steve Fox and Stephanie Williams co writing with uh, Nomi Vittori. Uh, we peek into the days and lives leading up to the Hellfire Gala X Men team getting obliterated. <laughs> uh, we've got, we had stories on Prodigy, Cannonball, Jubilee, Frenzy, Dazzler, and Juggernaut. Um, what'd you guys like? Did anyone, any of them speak to you? I liked, uh, I'll be positive first. I liked the Dazzler and the Juggernaut ones just because I think Dazzler's was really fun. And the Juggernaut one actually got into the Hellfire Gala stuff. Mm-hmm. The other stuff, um, it's interesting. Like, I think this is one of those, like, oh, like, I appreciate the effort, but it didn't completely work for me because this is now the third year in a row where they've dealt with like the team that wasn't mm-hmm. like you know steve fox uh spoiler alert but f- in our interview with him talks about how teeny howard did secret x-men a couple years ago he did uh x-men unlimited mini of the hellfire gala with the team that that didn't make it with like the hydra agents um which kind of worked for me this one is just because they, they couldn't do anything concurrently or after right. so they did kind of a prequel and it's just it just gave me a little bit of a dour feeling because it's like Oh, they're like having fun little misadventures and they're all going to die, yeah. you know? Yeah. So it just, it made me feel a little icky, uh, but I think that was probably the point. I don't know. Clark, you got any thoughts? My favorite was the frenzy one. I mm. did like, th- that was my it favorite was just, as well. I, mean, the, I don't know. I just like the psychological aspect of who she is. Mm-hmm. And I also like Pi Bok just kind of like, you know, just helping yeah. out, being a good guy. Sliding and into her DMs. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Jubilee one was unreadable. That was not my favorite. She's just wandering around. Is Pi Bok uh, an Iraqi? Yeah. No. Not an Iraqi. Scrawl. Uh, okay. Yeah. Gotcha. I did think it was because I didn't know. Yeah. Like, where I thought, like, was. is he being really nice? For an Iraqan, wow. like, <laughs> he like, used to be a I complete piece of shit because he was a scroll back in the just like yeah, but they're like good now. Yeah, yeah. Um, but I yeah, Frenzies definitely stuck out to me because it was also I feel like we talked about her even in the X Men Assembled uh, thing that you put together, Clark, in the sense that like the character is there, and then we also got a little bit more in red about her, but like there's just never enough yeah. time and energy, Agreed. and I was like, oh, this is. All the other characters, I'm like, cool, I get it. Like, I've seen them in series. They all have their own little development arcs, at least as far as you read. Frenzy never gets shit. So I was like, oh, this really adds value to this character now. And I like her even, even though I already did, because you want more of her. It was just like, oh, that's why she's so cool. I want to see her on more teams. Like, it just really built my my heart into her. My <coughs> favorite was the Prodigy one. Um, because oh, okay. I really like that there are things that there's actually like it's the stuff about culture that there are parts of trying to have a download into your brain that are just difficult to accept and there are things that the five are going to miss about the history of everything that's going on right that there's different nuances of every story that you'd never going to be able to fully capture great point Hmm. but 
the thing that I think I really loved was I the this promontory that the character is sitting at is like it seems like it's the same cliffside that dozens of characters mm-hmm. have gone to oh, to yeah. have their reflective moment. Yeah. Yeah. And I'm like, that is a busy fucking... <laughs> yeah, it's like the cliffs of Dover over there. Yeah. There's like a line of people who are sad who need to sit out. <laughs> hey, hey, like, hey, move, move on. <laughs> it's my turn on, now. Come on, come on. I gotta go look at the sunset. <laughs> yeah. I like that they brought Jeffrey Garrett back who was just like this boy who died and then it was a ghost in storyline and then just vanished after M-Day yeah. and then right. is just back again. It's just a very deep cut. This poor guy's died so many times. <laughs> Well, yeah, read them on Marvel Unlimited. Yeah, I think that's it. I think I'm hearing a sound. No, I was, I was thinking, I wasn't done because I was thinking, <laughs> I was busy thinking because <laughs> well, you get a bit, get a bit, get busy drinking. Wow, you, you've uh, truly Clark probably has the frequency of that, but you, you, you really nail the quality to, of that. To, I'm not ready. You wanted yeah. to change, but I'm not ready for change. Okay. Uh, I wanted to talk about the Juggernaut thing just a little bit more. <laughs> Because sure. it was a dick move for Jumbo Carnation to insult... His bow tie? His bow tie. That seemed rude. That's fucking rude. You know that he's a straight man who can't dress himself. That's your fucking oh. job. Also, how is he going to dress himself? Look at the size of him. Look at those shoulders. He's wearing a fucking Dude, armor of he, cider He has a size 436-inch collar. <laughs> he... <laughs> What's his chest size? <laughs> it's like to the t- 12th power. It's measured what? in yards. <laughs> My opinion on Jumbo Carnation went down with this... This um, five Run. issue thing. Oh, really? Yeah, he just kind of annoyed me. He didn't give them good enough outfits w- w- during the thing. It just, it just, I don't know. No. Okay, the other thing I wanted to talk about, and this was a Ryan Kroll sentiment that I felt, was the fact that they brought in the fish guy from the Chuck Austin run. Yeah. That was very was, cute. Yeah, yeah, it was, that very, was very cute. cute. And I wanted to say that was like, that was a very nice way of trying to bridge the gap between yeah. Charles and mm-hmm. Juggernaut that Charles sees that kind of behavior and attitude. It's like, you know what? I still do have respect for him. Yeah. W- w- I knew that there was only one person it could be like the panel before uh. when he had to be there to see r- the resurrection. And I was like, yeah, here you go. Sammy oh, Squid yeah. Boy. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <gasps> There's that sound. Uh, that sound kind of means something. <laughs> It's uh, the part of the show. Yeah, it's where we wrap up. Uh, We give our plugs. You listen to them and you think about them and then you go plug yourself with them. (laughs) It could be something we've read, seen, heard, uh, experienced, loved. Uh, I guess like the adorn of a first kiss. I don't know. It's a lot <laughs> a of A butterfly things. on the tip of your nose. It's plug me daddy. Uh, let's Why don't you some... start? Why don't okay. you start? All right. So my plug is for a graphic novel uh, that is called uh, Night Fisher. It is by R. Kukio Johnson. And it is a story about uh, growing up in Hawaii and dealing with... Um, like the, what day-to-day life was actually like as a teenager. Mm. Uh, it h- deals with like drug use and the pressures of like having parents that aren't, you know, doing so well financially. It's very slice of life. It's very beautifully drawn. Um, and the inspiration for it was that uh, Johnson kind of saw lots of depictions of Holly- of Hawaii and always felt like there's this kind of glamorization and there's no real stories about what he saw life as like. That's so cool. What's the publisher? Um, the publisher is 
I don't know. I didn't expect a follow-up question. This <laughs> um, will go down on your book report. Yeah, I, I will. I, uh, uh, it's the publisher. <laughs> it, it was I can public. look it up later. I can look it up later. It's so. called Night Fisher, <laughs> and it was written <laughs> by R. Kuyuko <laughs> Johnson. I'll do my book. No, wait, 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 wait. It's from Publishers Week editorial reviews. Johnson's first graphic novel. No, uh, it's a division. Uh, it's read, no copyright, read business information. <laughs> Really not. Is that better? Can you find it? It's it's called. (laughs) I've had it for a few seconds. It's Fantagraphics books. Oh, Fantagraphics. Yeah, they do a lot of really great indie stuff. Yeah, they've been around a long time. Incredible. Yep. Adam. Uh, I. I feel like I hope I don't steal yours quick, but you watch too much TV, so I'm taking it. Castlevania Nocturne is so fucking good. If you watch the original. Watch this immediately. If you haven't watched the original, watch this immediately. Well, watch the original and then watch this immediately. Uh, but it is uh, an incredible successor to the original Castlevania show. I think we were all a little bit like, what's going to happen now with them Warren Ellis being taken off? Um, it's back and better than ever, baby. The fucking first season's incredible. Lots of really fun twists and turns. Good reveals. Uh, can't wait for more. What do you... Th- I mean, I don't know. We want to make a full discussion. But what do you think about the fact that it's got a 100% tomato meter and then a 44 percent audience score it's just fucking review bombing because it's it's much more diverse it's gay as fuck oh, is that what it is what do you mean like the review I bombs of like oh yeah no it's definitely yeah when the audience scores come in and i mean i get the critics not it's matching weird audience it, like the it's audience says too faggy i don't like it <laughs> but the critics say it's so faggy i, I love, love it that. yeah that's exactly what i mean it's, ryan it's, krull is I both don't like it no there was a great comment online and it's like the minute you have like uh, either an all-female cast at an action show or you yeah. have particularly a lot of main black characters and black women, you're just gonna get fucking people hate that. They're the like, oh, why does everything have to be diverse? Go Ugh. back to four I mean, the lead is a white oh. male. Why does anyone have to complain? But it's not white enough. There. Oh my yeah, God. yeah. See, the pendulum has shifted well, too far. And that, but that's what There's it is. There's three is. main characters. Two are white. But the character, the w- I'm not agreeing. Obviously, <laughs> this is so fucking But it weird. is like very. So the white man, and we don't have to go into because it's just plugs. Yeah, we don't want to spoil anything either. Yeah, that's fair. Oh my God, way too woke for me. Sorry. Uh, another one. They changed many characters and the story just to be woke. Terrible yep. adaptation. Ugh. Netflix trying to shove things into a story that shouldn't be there. Cool. Uh, this one's my favorite. Disappointing at best. Kind of weird how diverse things were in France around the revolution. Did Disney what? produce this? The funny thing is that nobody would care. It's France in the 1800s. <laughs> <laughs> <But Yeah. I'm laughs> like, uh, clearly, it's going to be different. Said, they yeah. said the, the funny thing is that nobody would care. Then, bitch, why did you give this half of a star? The what? entire <laughs> show is also very focused on a slavery plot line. Yeah, like yeah, it's, yeah. Of they're course. So, it's just, they don't even watch it. It's so aggravating, but okay. I assume My, it's doing well. I think it was good. I think it was better than the first season of Castlevania. Agreed. Both of them are just building up to better seasons. A hundred percent. It's very much it's a prequel a season. season. Yeah, hundred yeah. percent. It's very good. You, yeah. Okay. You have your. You want to do your no, plug? No, you go. Okay. Uh, my plug is uh, I'm going to get tomatoed here by the rest of these guys. Um, I sat down and read Ultimate Invasion by Jonathan Hickman and Brian Hitch. <laughs> you and, liked it. And I rather liked it. I wasn't enjoying it as I was reading it. I was just kind of over some of uh, Hickmanisms. Uh, and there are there, like his cliches are his cliches for a reason. Mm-hmm. Hitch's artwork is definitely not as uh, great as it once was, like maybe 20 years ago when he was doing the original Ultimates. But the story really worked for me, mostly because I think the maker is a very fascinating villain. I really liked the way that he sort of remade this world uh, and like changed certain things about it. 
and then what I like the most is the real politic that happens between the various sort of like hmm. power centers. It's very east of west in that regard. So like you've got the Rasputins controlling, you know, like Eastern Europe, essentially Russia. You've got, um, you know, uh, the embodiments of like uh, Khonshu and Ra controlling like Northern Africa. There's a whole 1984. Uh, right. Oceania is fighting the West versus yeah. the East and it rotates constantly. And they only do that because so the populace uh, would then realize how shitty everything is. They need a, they need an enemy, and then uh, there's a different enemy that needs to like take that position every time. It's huh. very, it's 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 quite good. I don't know if I'm gonna read the the new Ultimate Universe because I think I just have a bad taste in my mouth from mm. what happened at the towards like the latter half of the Ultimate <laughs> Universe. Blob. Yeah, oh god, <laughs> <laughs> but. It was good. I, I enjoyed I, it. I like it. I, I, to me, it just feels like something that was written like, like it should have been written thirty-five years ago or forty years ago, and that it was a short run that became kind of a seminal work. And then around now, someone goes, "Wait, I want to kind of revisit that story," and they fill in a lot of the details and have a much longer, more complicated. I'm sure there'll be lots of flashbacks. That's potentially stuff. true, and I think this is what Hickman originally wanted to do because he took over the Ultimates back in like 2011, 2012, and then. He was given um, the Avengers and New Avengers, and it was going to cul- culminate in Secret Wars. And a kiss. And a kiss. <laughs> uh, culminate in Secret Wars, and it was going to like basically get rid of the Ultimate Universe. They were going to bring in Miles Morales. They brought in the Thinker, and then everybody else was sort of just you know shuttled off, and like they weren't you know part of the the six one six. So I think this is like what he wants to do originally, and now he's you know he's got Brilliant. such carte blanche at Marvel that he can do it. So, Clark. It's time for you to plug for your legacy. <laughs> um, I'm just going to do uh, Kylie Minogue's new album, Tension. Ooh. It's very dazzlery. She, she has music videos slash, what are they, visualizations, quote unquote, yeah. basically <laughs> every single one of them. And so many of them, like one of them is just straight on da- dazzler. It's fantastic. What's your favorite her. song on it? Um, hmm, I, I don't want to love Vegas High because I think it's, it's, it's too, it's too like, you know she's going to Vegas. No, I know. But it's a very good song. I agree with you. I'm like amazed. I saw the title of it originally. I was like, "What the fuck?" Yeah, and I was I like, oh, I was this like song "Oh, this song, cute." Fucking, fucking PR bullshit. <laughs> but no, it's very good. Uh, I like "Hold On to Now." Like the, it's almost like the opening track. Oh, uh, I mean, Padam Padam really is. Most likely is going to be the new single. I, but I think it's a very good song. One more That's time too woke so for me. <laughs> <laughs> you like our older stuff. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> You're going to tell me Australians were in France in the 1800s. (laughs) 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 They're white Australians? What? (laughs) Uh, Well, that's been our episode. Uh, If you have a chance, recommend us to a friend. Uh, Check out our Instagram and our Twitter. Uh, We're on Twitter at X, Instagram at Podcast. We have a great interview of Steve Fox coming out next Monday. Mm -hmm. Uh, It'll be fun. I think you should like listen to us all month for all of our spooky content. Happy spooky, happy spooky, spooky. happy, mm. ha- happy, spooky. happy spooks to you as well. Happy ha- spooky, y'all. Spook little homos. <laughs> Boo.